Welcome back to episode 14, I believe, of uh, Boston's Big Three. This is a recurring thing. I think I say this every episode, but GRD is never here. It's Boston's Big Two with a guest. Uh, we should just rebrand ourselves. But either way, me and Babs are brought to you by 10100. It is the only online raffle website giving fans and experience seekers a chance to win tickets to live sporting events, concerts, music festivals, and more. Look, we got Bruins season starting next week, Celtic season later in October, middle of Pat season, Sox see you later. A uh, lot of tickets to be won. So if you want, if you want to pay a uh, cheap ticket, get the thrill of winning, go to 10100. Whether it be from your desktop or mobile device, winning tickets to your favorite event has never been so easy and fun. Choose your desired event, purchase the raffle ticket into the draw, and you can be the lucky winner. We are uh, joined by not GRD, but MLB Hot Corner's own Brandon Waterby. You might know him from Socks and Four back in my uh, throwback days. Uh, that was uh, early Ride the Wave media days. We're still early. We're not even a year into this. Still, thing, still in the very early stages yeah, of Ride yeah. the Wave. Moving on to bigger, better things now. But uh, this might be the first time I talked to you since uh, your trip. How was it? It might be since summer. I, oh, it's gone for summer, so. It, was kind of stepped back from from the ride the wave thing where you guys seeing what you guys have been able to do since I I took that little sabbatical and worked for the summer seeing coming back and seeing how much you guys have grown uh, especially like Instagram the website seeing what you guys have been able to do well even what like without me I think I pride myself on what I'm able to do with you guys and for you guys and it's really cool to see what you were able to accomplish this summer you see, here's what anybody out there, the 10 people that watch us. No, we got, we got 120 last time. That was because of me. 120. Oh, yeah, because of you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I promote <laughs> that so well. I got us 10 times the amount of listeners we normally get. For the 10 people that always watch us and to our staff members, Brendan is a perfect example of a perfect person that wants to work <laughs> with you. Comes to the boss man, says, hey, listen, I need to take a sabbatical over the summer. I have a job opportunity. I got to do this and that. All right, no problem. You gave me advance time. We'll see you in the fall time. Guess what? Brendan comes back and picks it up like he never left. He's doing the socks and four by himself. He's writing. He's taking over the Red Sox. Like he, he's just taking over everything. And unfortunately, the Red Sox season's coming to an end. It's it is what it is. But uh, the workhorse right here, and I and I like that all the way on the West Coast to help us out like that. And this is why Brendan gets to come on the Boston's Big Two because because of. This. <laughs> Hey, I consider myself the third. It's Boston's big three yeah, to me. You, you yeah, might start taking over because there could be some consistency. You know, it, it's all about consistency, patience, consistency, and grind. And you listen to that PCG right there, good things will come your way. So obviously, GRD doesn't have the consistency. He's just, uh, you know, he's like a William O. Pena. He's just trying to aim to hit a home run, <laughs> Sleeper, but he strikes out most of the time. So, all right, let's Swinging kick off, let's kick off today balls. with our favorite Central Michigan University student out there, Antonio Brown. Uh, former New England Patriot, former Oakland Raider, former Buffalo Bill for about half an hour, literally. Former Pittsburgh Steeler, and now former NFL player. Out of here. Uh, this kind of erupted all within 24 hours. Uh, you see the text come out of all his scandals. Uh, everything just wasn't really working in AB's way, and you can't really blame anyone but himself. And even today, literally hours before recording this, he's going after Eric Weddle on uh, Twitter, like going back and forth. And he is a full-time student at Central Michigan University. I mean, good for you, dude, but, like, you're going to quit that too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or get kicked out of it. Yeah, so he played a game with Brady, caught a pass, said see ya, and now he's out of the NFL. Uh, Baz, will kick off with you. What are your thoughts on this? All right, so crazy, like, week and a half of whatever it was. 11 days he was on the team. But guess what? The Spike King's always ahead of the curve. The Spike King was the only one to have an Antonio Brown jersey down in Miami, repping that. Shout out to Tim the Barber with the haircut as well, too. And you know what? I got to witness Antonio Brown play for probably his only time in the season uh, down in Miami. Um, it's disappointing. You listen to Brady on EEI and the Greg uh, Hill morning show. I, I listened to it on the I way. Call home that the Fitzy show. Greg the Fitzy show. Yeah, the Fitzy show over there. <laughs> and uh, Brady seemed disappointed when they asked him. And, you know, he's, he wanted that to work out. Antonio Brown made a huge difference in that offense. Huge difference. Huge difference. And the first so, four plays went right to him. <laughs> Brady's he, like, everybody on the planet knows going on there. Brady's like, and, right, he's open. And we talked about it last week. I mean, he should have had two touchdowns, possibly yeah, yeah, yeah. two touchdowns in that game. We can, we can beat a dead horse here. But then when Friday rolls around, they cut him. And that's Antonio Brown's fault because they pretty much told him, listen, Brown, 
shut up. Don't talk to anybody. Let this blow over. Let the courts deal with it. Just be quiet. And he just couldn't keep quiet. Those text messages, that text group, whatever ended up happening. It's a media circus. Belichick's getting sick of it. I'm sure Robert Kraft's getting sick of it. Brady probably pled like, hey, we got it. We want him. We want him. They cut him. What happens 48 hours later? He trashes Robert Kraft. He trashes the Pats organization. I thought there may be a little shred of hope that once this blows over, he'd come back into New England like with open arms. He just, that's it. Once you shit on Robert Kraft, like you're not coming back to this team at all this season, even if everything gets cleared up. Um, Antonio Brown is just... An I, idiot. He's a moron. It's a, it's a, it's, I was so happy when they got him because he is an unreal football player. Yeah. If you watched it back a week ago or two weeks ago when we signed him, I was gassing him up. I'm like, yeah, we're going to get him. And now complete 180. It, it's just too bad that he's got all that talent, but it's all this off-field bullshit that just he wants to keep himself in the limelight. And you know what? He's going to go to the XFL. Like, he's just going to end up going over there and taking – because he'll be the number one player in the XFL if he goes over there. And I'm sure Vinny Mack's going to throw him any sort of money to get him over there. Um, he'll catch a touchdown pass from Andrew Luck in, like, a couple months. But guess XFL what? XFL right there. End of the day, the Patriots never needed Antonio Brown. It was just a little cherry on top of the season. They smacked Pittsburgh around in the home opener, and they obliterated the Jets this past week. And I know we'll get into that game in a second, but they don't need Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown doesn't play defense. And what's the most important thing about the Patriots this season is their defense, as everyone knows about. So, yeah, it sucks because Antonio Brown might have brought you to 19-0 this season. They still have a lot of hard games going uh, coming up anyways in that tough stretch. But uh, it's disappointing. But guess what? We're on to Buffalo. Let's just keep moving forward. I think yeah, I think Matthew Slater said it best when he was talking about Antonio Brown when he was in his, his media, avail- media availability this week. How he said it was really disappointing. And like you see a guy that has this much talent come into the system and learn the Patriot way, um, learn how to, what it looks like to be in this successful organization. And it's just really disappointing when you see all that like that much talent get get wasted. Um, in that when one of these situations come up, I think the Patriots it is a good look on them for for letting him go after these uh, these more allegations arose, and then the the text that, that he sent afterwards after he signed with New England. I think he, he was given a clean slate when he got to got to Foxborough, and then once once he started doing these things, and like this baggage kind of came with him, and he continued these um, like sending these intimidating text messages when he was part of the Patriots. That's when it was like. The red do you know, flag. Do you know you what I hate to see? Go. Everyone on Twitter is like, they cut him before they cut Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> like, this is any, this is not even the same thing, you idiots. Like, yeah, both of them probably not great people. Aaron Hernandez, I'd argue, a little <laughs> bit worse of a person. But I don't know. That was that was the dumbest thing. It's just another Patriots hater looking to get their shots at while they can before they see Brady getting his arms tired from lifting his seventh Super Bowl. He walks lopsided because seven rings on a hand hurts. <laughs> Get your shots in when you can now, so it, uh, it's going to be a wrap soon. I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'll spin this because if you have Antonio Brown on your team, it's awesome. You're, you're going to want him 100% of the time. But I'll spin it this way. It's actually good he's not on the team, uh, not for the whole PR situation, but for guys like Philip Dorsett to shine this season. Yeah, Phillip I like Dorsett a lot. And, and th- yeah, this guy has a one-year contract for like maybe two point something mil and he's going to get paid after the season by another team and this is great for josh gordon i mean it was good for antonio brown to take away that distraction but josh gordon's still killing it dude and uh i want to see brady brady would force feed the ball to antonio every single day every single week i'd rather see him force feed to josh gordon to philip dorsett to edelman it's maybe a jacoby myers dude you know like someone that's stepping up like that in the uh, preseason so um i i think that we'll just move on we just move on, man. That's it. Speaking of moving on, we are going to recap today uh, the last week's game against the Jets. Brady goes 28 for 42 with 306, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, came out midway through the fourth, and Jared Stidham became Jared Stidham eight after he threw a pick six. And uh, Jared Stidham, I mean, you throw three balls. One I told you he's not good. I told you. I he's never good. argued this. You argue with Dan Shea about this. He's 15. I'm like. He's not good. Like yeah, every- I never, I never said no, anything. I'm just saying. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I thought you were yelling at me. Like he, hey, he threw a touchdown pass. He threw a touchdown. All pass. of a sudden, they got to bring Cody Kessler in as the third stringer, where they should have just kept Hoyer to begin with. They should have just never got rid of him. They should have kept him if they're gonna have three quarterbacks. They shouldn't be carrying three quarterbacks this season. But all of a sudden, Stidham throws a pick six, and now they have to carry three quarterbacks going Still in. Still threw a touchdown pass in the NFL, man. No matter how you look at it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. 
The only uh, one thrown against the Patriots this year. Yeah, so our defense is unreal. I mean, we've also placed three teams combined 0-9. But, hey, three of those losses for the past. Okay, but the Pittsburgh Steelers the first week, dude. You know no, what I, I mean? That's they're a good they're win. coming in. They're coming in healthy. I never said it was a bad win. I'm just saying because everyone's like, oh, they're 0-3. I'm just saying the facts. You know what? I'm trying to say that they came in. As zero and zero, they came right. as the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that always tries to play you tough, and they got obliterated. Then you go down to Miami, and uh, that's a tough place to play in, and it was hot as balls down there. And yeah, the <laughs> Miami stinks, but it's still it's good for the defense. Like Teddy Bruschi said, doesn't matter yeah. the teams you're playing. The first three games, that defense, that defense is believing in themselves. They believe that they can shut everybody out. And you know what? No matter what, and you look at the scoreboard. Oh, well, the Pats gave up 14. The defense they gave up 14. The defense uh, only given up zero three zones. points. Defense only get three points in three games. And I'm gonna and guess what? The Bills are three and zero. We're gonna get into this again. And last year. Miami was 3-0 going into this week as well, and the Pats destroyed it. It's, this defense can go into Buffalo and show it what's up. They're going all the you way. you think this is the first week they allow a touchdown? No, I still don't think they allowed up a touchdown really? at all. We'll, we'll, get into that, we'll get into that preview in a second. Well, let's go yeah, to yeah. the Jets right here. We the, got, Jets, uh, the Jets stink. The, I, you know yeah, what? I mean, they were just bad. Here's but... the bright spot. Here's the bright spot for the Jets. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell has but kept his then, He can't do anything. Stop, stop. Le'Veon Bell has pretty much kept his mouth shut. The only yeah. thing that he's talked negatively about is the fans because the fans have been shitting on the Jets, which is typical. It is yeah. what it is. But Le'Veon Bell got paid. He's come out here, and he's still he's still a baller, dude. Like, Le'Veon Bell is still pretty good. Just just saying. I know he's yeah. not. He's, he's, he's very good. He's, he's, it's not his fault. He's unbelievable at football. Yeah. He has the New York Jets blocking for him. That's, that's his biggest decision. problem. That was his decision, yeah, and he's 100%. not ripping the team for it. And that's the number one thing. So I give Le'Veon Bell force, full support. And you know what? Maybe when Darnold does come back, you know, that could have made a difference too, not having Darnold in that game. I, I believe in Sam Darnold. And we'll see what the Jets, if they can turn around later in the season. I mean, 0-3, dude, that sucks. Like, that's a, it's a hard hold to get out of, but. Brandon, your thoughts? I was just going to let you go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't know if you had anything to say. I got nothing on the Jets, but I. I'll, I'll I'll give you a little hot take. I think I think the Jets are the best team in New York. All the all the hype around that other guy uh, across what the locker. Buffalo, the Buffalo's three now. They're New York. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're the best one that that, that resides in MetLife, MetLife Stadium. Is. That's New Jersey. Uh, Sony Michelle though, Jets not playing well. Sony Michelle not playing well this year against the bad defense. Nine carries, eleven yards, a touchdown. That's not his fault. That's the that's the offensive line. Like people need to realize that it's not the talent of Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle has the talent. It's just the offensive line, dude. They yeah. they lost they lost David Andrews. They just lost Devlin last game. They lost Isaiah when this season. That O line's being depleted. So it's not totally Sony Michelle's fault. And screw that guy who made that article saying that Sony Michelle's probably going to be off the team in like a year or two. You have no idea what you're talking about. This guy is going to be with the team for the long haul. Perhaps one of the more surprising running backs, though, Rex Burkhead. Didn't play all that. Like, he played last year. Not an impact player. Just like, hey, I'll throw you in a couple plays. But he's making an impact uh, all season. Last game, 11 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, Absolutely. Philip Dorsett, I think, got a wraparound, too, for 12 yards. But, yeah, that goo's monster. Rex Burkhead was hurt last season, like, you know, I think he got hurt and he was out for a bunch of games. Yeah. The one game that I saw that I was like, this guy is a stud was the Pittsburgh Steelers game in Pittsburgh last year. That guy would just come in on third down and just plow right through the defense. And you even see it in the Super Bowl, dude. That guy will not go down. That typical New England, you bring your hard hat, you get your lunch pail, you go to work, you grind it out, you're out of here. He revived his career in New England after leaving Cincinnati. I'm, I'm happy for him. In terms of receiving, Josh Gordon led the team with uh, 83 yards on six catches. He needs to, like, catch a ball and just not get absolutely lit up. Like, he must get up just concussed. Like, he came back in. Did you see what he came, said after the game? After he came back in, like, dislocating his finger, he's like, I actually like playing hurt more like than I like playing healthy. I'm like, you are a psychopath. <laughs> but, like, a good thing you're on my team, I, I guess. Football. Yeah, I mean, 
he's I'm sure he's felt way worse pain. He's gone through so much more than a little injury here and there. So he's probably like, hey, dude, I'm playing football and I'm clean. I don't care. That's just what's crazy about him and Julian Edelman. They're just like 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 he was like Baz was talking about, just these bring your hard hat to work kind of guys. Like they they will get hung out to dry. Like Brady will put some balls out there and in, into in like double coverage, triple coverage that are on Edelman and, and Gordon, and these guys will just get lit up. But they're the type of guys who know what they're doing. They're professionals. They're the best at what they do, and they're playing in New England, and uh, they're gonna get the, they're gonna come down with these balls. You Stay see healthy, it, get a room, post, please. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> well, another thing, um, and they're gonna come thing. down with these balls. Another thing, too, is you have a 42-year-old quarterback there. So if you complain about getting hurt or anything like that, it's like, I am 42 years old, and I've been doing this for 20-some-odd years, all right? So don't complain about it. Love it. Edelman was on his way to an uh, unbelievable game before getting hurt around halftime. I'm not sure how severe the injury is. He's already back to practice. I think they're all just like, dude, this game's wrapped up. There's no reason for you to come in. Seven catches, 62 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Dorsett comes in Edelman spot, next man up, six catches, 53 yards, and uh, and in a touchdown. Dorsett is one of the more slept-on receivers. And then Jacoby Myers even finds the ball twice. Rex Burke had six receptions. Uh, Brennan Bolden, two catches, dude. Brady has so many weapons that even if Antonio Brown is gone, dude, he threw to a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight people. He threw to eight people. And, uh, you know, uh, another thing, too, with the James Devlin injury, uh, that stinks, and just for everybody at home, the 10 people that listen, is that only two people can come off the IR. So you got Nikhil Harry, Isaiah Wynn, and now you have James Devlin on there. They can only take two people off later in the season. Uh, I'm rooting for Jacob Johnson. You know why? Ride the Wave's first professional interview with somebody. He's got the little Spike King, Rune Dog, Ride the Wave touch, dude. We we are rooting for Jacob Johnson all the way this season. But uh, I feel bad for Gunner. Muffing that punt, dude, led to seven yeah. points right there. Uh, you can't do that, dude. And that's something that gets you on the practice squad. Like, they might just be like, oh, we're all set. We're cutting you out. We're putting Edelman back, back out on there the next punt, though. That, I was, was surprising to see who uh, Bill would trot out there. And uh, I was glad to see it was Luke Gunner. If you make a mistake, it's a game like that. You make the mistake, but you do that again. That's it for you. And yeah, also, yeah. what's up with Goskowski? I was about to bring a, that up, man. Yeah, I, I, it's, what is up with him, dude? They need to bring a kicker in. And just have some competition with him. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, Don't even start him. Just get him a little on his toes. I, I still think that you can blame it on Jake Bailey being the placeholder, but they've been saying that it's been perfect every time he places it. And another thing, too, is Belichick likes his kickoffs, man. I think that's why he keeps Goskowski around. So, well, I do mean, what college teams do. I just know this at Penn State. They have a 50-plus yard kicker and a short kicker. And the 50-plus yard kicker also does the kickoffs. Well, like, that's what – that's what kills the, Colts, the ball. That's what yeah, the Colts they posted with that with, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. What do you think is a bigger weakness right now, that O-line or the, the kicking situation? O-line. Goskowski has missed a O-line, dude. 100%, because it's O-line is the one that protects Brady. And if they have another injury or they, you know, mm-hmm. it, he, Brady is the, is the team. Your Brady goes down, the team's done. I mean, the team could still win. I, I still think that if Stidham was to go in, God forbid something happens to Brady and Buffalo. <laughs> This team still will win the division. It's because of that defense. And uh, I said this going into the season. I said this in the offseason. The O-line scared me since day one. Um, they got to they gotta keep going. They got to keep grinding. That's it. And I believe in Skarnecchia. If they didn't have Skarnecchia too, that would definitely hurt them. And you were also talking about the fact that we can only bring back two players off IR. I feel like Nikhil Harry was definitely the favorite to come off at the beginning of the season. Do you think it's going to be more focused on the O-line, bringing back some of those guys now? Or do you think, like, you see, we see how... Probably has a you, reserve, right? Yeah, because you, you see how many, like, weapons Brady has to throw to. Do you really need to add Nikhil Harry yeah. at this current moment? Yeah, so if, if you had all three guys completely healthy that you can pick, you can only pick two, mm-hmm. you bring Wynn and you bring Devlin back. You, you have yep. to. Focus on that offensive line. Sorry, Nikhil Harry. It is what it is. But uh, you know what? You get to keep him. He's a still a first-round pick. He comes in next year. Um, I don't know how that works for contract situations and all that. But offensive line, you got to bring you got to bring the hogs there, dude. You need the hogs. If they could bring back David Andrews somehow, some way, you bring back David Andrews. Like, you, you need those guys down there in the trenches. Even then, though, like, the kicking, as much as an issue it is, the game hasn't come down to a field goal yet. So yeah. <laughs> we're not even, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm saying. It almost did the Super Bowl. You know, it was very close in the Super Bowl. It hasn't, it hasn't bit him in the ass yet, but it, it will. It will down the line. Jamie Collins is having one of the sneaky, like, hottest start in the entire league. He has 19 tackles, five assisted, two and a half sacks, and two picks. One of those a touchdown. 
Think about Belichick just trading him away to Cleveland to make an example. <laughs> and then he made his money and whatnot. And then he's like, yeah, you can come back for like a vet minimum. Like, you know, you come back from next to nothing. That's fine. And he's absolutely been a beast. Playing at all pro level. It's insane. Yeah. It's And it's great for the youngsters on defense as well, too, to learn from that guy. And Gerard Mayo as well, too. Yeah. Be a he's going to be a, he's gonna be a DC soon, hopefully. Yeah. In, uh, and, the, and there's Boston. a room. And there's a rumor, too, of Troy Brown being, like, uh, an assistant coach for the wide receivers or whatever like that. They've been using him. If people haven't noticed right now, it's not official official, but Troy Brown used to do NBC Sports Boston, do the pre- and post-game show, hasn't done a single game yet. They actually brought Matt Castle back, and Matt Castle's actually one of the uh, co-hosts there with Ted Johnson. So having Troy Brown there to develop the receivers and just on that, you're starting to bring all these guys back. You have Ty Law mentoring Stephon Gilmore since the day he entered here as well, too. So it's great to see that. First half of the dynasty or part of the middle of the dynasty helping out these newer guys as well. too. And uh, Chase Winovich, shout out to him. Dude, that guy sniffs the ball out. I think he just had his first career sack last game. It was, and, a, half, uh, it was a half sack. Half sack. So uh, it, it's great to see him on the field when they can get him out there. And especially to learn from those guys, like seeing the example of Jamie Collins is saying now, like, yep. hey, stay on this team. You don't want to go anywhere else and make your money. You want to stay on this team. Like, you're still going to get paid. You're still going to make a living. You want to be here, though. I just want to say this real quick, too. The one negative, and it's not too too much of a negative, is J.C. Jackson. And watching him, he tries to go for the ball too much where it's like yeah, he's trying to get of ahead of the play and instead of playing the man. And that's cost him like a, fir- a couple first downs or something like that. I just noticed that. It's just he plays that aggressiveness. Yeah. Well. One more quick thing that will hop the rest of the league. Uh, Devin McCourty gets – is that his first pick of the year? Or is his second, actually? It might be his second. Might, might be his first. Miami? No, that was Gilmore and Collins twice. Either way, Devin McCourty gets a pick, but that was the easiest interception of my life. Nick Falk, he might as well just close his eyes, check in the middle of the field. I'm like, that was even remotely in the same area code as his receiver. Can't blame Nick Falk, to be honest. Third string quarterback came into this league uh, year. Like, I'm not going to play. His quarterback gets mono. The other guy's ankles. Stephon Gilmore should have had a, a pick, too. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, I don't know why that wasn't. but <laughs> I don't know. They said it wasn't, like, re- recovered. I, I don't know. Like, Who knows? Oh, and Matthew Slater, another thing, too. That was a great special teams play that, right there where you got the oh, ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the goal that line. That was great on him, yeah. All right, let's preview this upcoming week. Uh, it is Thursday, so tonight we have Eagles-Packers. Uh, Eagles, one and two. Must win early in the season, I'll have to say. You can't go 1-3 and three to start the year. All this hype around you have Aaron Rodgers, 3-0. You're going to Green Bay. Who do you guys have, Eagles or Packers? Mortal lock, Packers minus 4.5. The Packers at home. But you said this is a must win. Eagles back against the wall. This is the game that you have to win. You got to go in there, prove it to the country that you're still relevant. But I said... I picked Green Bay to win that division, and Green Bay's 3-0. And tonight's prime time for Aaron Rodgers. Last time he played prime time, it was 10-3 game. This is a Rodgers game that he just balls out, dude. I believe in the pack this year. I got the Packers. I think they're actually back. I think they're legit. They've missed playoffs the last two years. And I think that Eagles locker room struggling to trust Carson Wentz. When it runs the last real time, they won a meaningful game without um, uh, what's his, what's the Super Bowl kid? Nick, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. When's the last time they won a meaningful game without him? Carson Wentz is good. Carson Wentz had a couple good seasons. Don't get me wrong there, but Carson Wentz is not a winner. Uh, I'm going Eagles. I just, <laughs> I just need. I mean, all my, friends, all my friends are Eagles fans. I just want to like have at least some back and forth. I can't be like, dude, we're four and zero. You guys are one and three. Catch up. I just wanted for a little, <laughs> little locker room talk. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can't go one and three. That's the biggest point about this whole thing. They're too talented. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's coming back tonight. That's another weapon because Aglor is your number one receiver who consistently drops the ball. Stinks yeah, out loud. And especially going one and three and knowing the Cowboys could be on the verge of four. Yeah. Nine. Oh, that was what I was about to say. Cowboys, they got that division locked up. No one else is going to even touch that. If Eagles lose this tonight, that hurts their wild card shot. They're yeah. fighting for a wild card, honestly, at this point. Granted, the Cowboys really haven't played anyone all that special. I, I, they're just too good of a team. They have a quarterback, a running back, and a receiver. That's all you need, and they're elite at all of them. Redskins, Giants sticking in the NFC East. Uh, one of the most least exciting games of all time. <laughs> there is not a single exciting player on the Washington Redskins. I mean, you could argue Adrian Peterson if you want to yeah. argue 100-year-old AP. The Giants, Saquon, RIP in peace. Uh, let me just yeah. explain. Let me just say in the Redskins here for a second. They're going to lose this game. Giants take this game. Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones 2-0. 
Case Keenum on that Monday Night Football game. Oh. I was watching, and it's like a goal line. It's like they're going for the first down. It's fourth down, and he tries to jump over the pile oh, and just sticks yeah, the yeah, ball yeah. out. Bro, when you stick the ball out like that, they're not going to say first down, like, and the ball's dead. Like, yeah, you have to secure touchdown. the ball, dude. Like, it's not a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> that just shows how stupid the Redskins are right there for a play call like that. They're, they're a terrible, just like the Dolphins, just like the Bengals, they're a terrible team this season. Is Giants. Josh Norman still in Washington? He is. Okay. Josh Norman. I'll still take Josh Giants. Norman also, oh, he almost, oh, speaking of that, Josh Norman, <laughs> severely overpaid. He gets an oh, interception, yeah. <laughs> starts getting up, celebrating everything, and he almost gets safety because no one touched him. So he gets up safety, runs out of the end zone, gets to maybe the three. I'm like, oh, I needed that. All right, anyways, Chiefs-Lions at Detroit. Lions, despite their week one start uh, against the Cardinals tying the game, sneaky good team. Don't think their Chiefs good, obviously. I think it's going to be a closer game than a lot of people expect, uh, especially coming after that Baltimore win. Although it was a five-point game, Chiefs kind of really handled them the whole time. But that's still a hard-fought game. You're going to be feeling it. Obviously, both sides are going to be feeling it. But I think the Chiefs squeak it out in a closer game than people expect. I'm going less than a touchdown. Hmm. Um, I'll say this. I got to give lines to credit, dude. I keep going against them every week. They went into Philly last week and they won 27, 24. I still don't trust that, that, that lines defense at all. I mean, they were up big against Arizona and they blew that the first week. Um, here's the thing, a little cherry pick stat I saw last night is that this is the first actual NFL game for Pat Mahomes that he's playing indoors. He hasn't played indoors yet. And he, really? did, la he did last year, but it was a preseason game against Atlanta, and he threw a 70-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. Like, it's still in the air. Not like one of those, like, you know, dink passes that went 70 yards. He yeah, threw yeah. it. And the uh, last time he played an actual meaningful game was in college, and it was – I forget where it was. It was inside. He threw for 600 yards and six touchdowns. Pat Mahomes is going to go Oh, off is that against game. Oklahoma? It was something I, – I don't know. I was Oklahoma just uh, – I don't play outside. Like the, the bay, I don't know. I just in, know that him and Baker game. at it. Yeah. It was an indoor, indoor. game, but the whole, my whole point of this is that the Chiefs just absolutely dominate. If you have Pat Mahomes on your fantasy team, dude's going to kill it for you. And just take him in DraftKings and everything like that. I, I think he might throw seven touchdowns this week. I'll also take the Chiefs, stay on that wagon. I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think it will be close in the first first half, um, say a touchdown at halftime, but Chiefs will pull away late. Um, also, I don't care what you have to say about the Lions. The Lions, everyone's saying that they're undefeated. They have a, a tie on their yeah, record. Yeah, they, I don't, if you watched that game against the Cardinals, they lost that game. They were uh, – they Would you rather take a loss or a tie? I was arguing with this oh. way the other day. Oh, I'd rather take a loss. Yeah. It's oh, <laughs> like, why? You didn't lose. I'm like, yeah, but, yeah, but just you, screws you everything win. up. <laughs> it, it depends. If you're the Cardinals, you'll take the tie. If you're yeah. the, if you're, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it all depends. That's a black spot in the L Speaking of uh, going back to the Falcons, they're facing the Titans in Atlanta this week. Titans get embarrassed by Gardner Minshew and the Jags on Thursday night football. And the Falcons lose by three to Jacoby Brissett and the Colts. Two terrible teams, I'm thinking. Uh, Atlanta stinks out loud. I'm thinking <laughs> Titans take this one. Uh, but it's going to be like, I think it's going to be a, uh, what's that called? Like a slugfest, like a high-scoring high game. Not thanks to Mariota. I think Mariota just finds like lucky, like duck-down passes and they just break open. Mariota's terrible. Mariota's a bad football player. But so are the Falcons. There's a lot of bad football players on that team. I think the Falcons are just completely overrated. We go say they're one of the most frustrating teams to watch because they should be way better than what the records always are. And I mean, since Super Bowl 51, like that's like their last shot, just like the Carolina Panthers. Since that Super Bowl 50, that was their last shot to ever do anything under Cam Newton and Ron Rivera. Uh, I'm taking the Titans in this game. I'm taking I'm taking Vrabel. I'm taking I'm taking that the Pats kind of give them a little inside information about Atlanta. You know, they get little playbooks and stuff. But no, I just I think the Titans will end up winning this game. Both trash teams, no irrelevant. Both teams are irrelevant. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Falcons on this one. Um, they've they've had a week and a half to prepare for for this for this team. Uh, Titans don't got a quarterback. They don't got a anyone that knows how to throw the ball on the team right now. Derrick uh, Henry is a six foot six, two hundred fifty pound yeah. monster. Though. Both questionable yeah. teams, both questionable offenses and defenses this year. And I got a hot take about um, about Matt Ryan. He's going to pass Warren Moon on the the all time passing leaders list this year, and I think that might seal the deal on him potentially being in the talk for Hall of Fame. He'll be in talk no matter what. Um, a lot of these quarterbacks, yeah, you know, he... Ty Law said, "Man, these quarterbacks, they don't do shit. They can play for three years <laughs> and be a Hall of Fame, like just because they're the main, you know, part." Another thing to think about: Malcolm Butler, you know, he's playing this game too. He knows, he knows Atlanta mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, Super Bowl Fifty One. So 
I just picked the Titans. Uh, yeah, I was going to make a he didn't play in that game, but that was an Eagles joke. <laughs> so I'll save that one for later. Uh, big AFC North matchup. Brown season must win against the Baltimore Ravens coming off a loss. This could be this is a big game, dude. One and two versus two and one. Uh in Baltimore. I don't know. Like I like both these teams. I just like Baker and Lamar. But I think I think Lamar Jackson takes it over Cleveland. Ravens all the way in this game. So shout out to Stafford Edits making me get NFL game pass. So I actually been using it and I've been watching a few games here and there throughout the week. Uh, just do the condensed version, see what's going on. The Chiefs absolutely handled the game last week. Here's the problem. Ravens went up 6 nothing, and they went for two. The Ravens kept going for two. They yeah, went for two. That's a Harbaugh thing, though. That's his thing. Yeah, like, they went for two three, two three times in that game. That's six points you let up, and they could have won that game because they lost of that. lost by five, yeah. But you know what? You have Justin Tucker on your exactly. team. <laughs> Pretty the Ravens, good. The Ravens, though, they held in there the entire time against the Chiefs in Kansas City. Then, on the flip side, you got Cleveland at at home against the Rams, you have four down territory, down 20 to 13, and Baker Mayfield wide open. Dude, you could have just ran that. He could have walked it into the end zone. Nothing and like a, uh, a fourth and nine four, draw to end that game. Four, four straight plays, four misses to the end zone. It just shows you that Cleveland Browns have been. And they've had a lot of penalties in that game, too. Made too many mental mistakes. Must win for Cleveland. They are going to lose. It's so Cleveland to have the team that they have. And now you got Minshew, who's starting to get all the love on the internet, where Baker Mayfield had it. And now he's going all the way down. And believe this, the Hulu curse. It's the Hulu curse. <laughs> Baker <laughs> Mayfield all over Hulu, all over these freaking Hulu has life sports. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, that's it. So I say Ravens handle them this week and show that, hey, why are we being disrespected? We won the division last year, and everyone's saying that it's all about the Browns this year. We are going to manhandle them. Ravens all the way. I think this might be the game of the week this week. I think there's going to be a lot of different uh, lead changes. I think there's going to be a lead change. I'll say in, in every single quarter, I think there'll be a lead change, and I think the Ravens will find a way to come out on top by a field goal. We got Raiders going to Indianapolis against the Colts. Not much else to say about this game. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's get another win. John Gruden, go uh, practice for next season of Hard Knocks because he'll probably be back on it. Pats Bills, uh, we hey. kind of mentioned this a little bit. Oakland. Uh, you guys want to talk about You think Oakland Colts? winning this game? Oakland. Oakland. I'm, I'm with Oakland all the way. I have to take them all the way this <laughs> oh season to the AFC title game. And just real quick, this is a must win for the Oakland Raiders. You'll must win for don't. Derek Carr. And if they don't win, it's over for them. I, I agree 100%. So I think that Gruden it, goes it in there. It's over as soon as no, AB's feet over. were not off his legs. Oakland not makes yet. playoffs. As soon as AB's feet were peeling off his ankles, dude, you already knew that season was done. <laughs> All right, Pats-Bills in Buffalo. Game of the week if you're a Pats or a Bills fan. People forget that. Uh, I mean, I, I have Pats, duh. But I think it, <laughs> you think it'll be close? Like, right. if so, you don't think they're going to allow a touchdown, I think they allow a couple touchdowns. First of all, I got my vest right here. I've been wearing it this entire time. Going up to Buffalo, it's the Super Bowl. You got Lieutenant Lieutenant Spike King and Sergeant GRD walking in there as General Brady takes care of business out there on the New Era field. By the way, Babs is getting super chunky lately. This is, like, super tight on me. I saw some pictures from myself last week. This is terrible right now. I got to get rid of the Bud Latte diet. But uh, Body by Bud. Body by Bud. Pat's mind is like seven and a half. Take that all the way. Dude, they've been favored like big points the last couple weeks. And all of a sudden, it's minus seven. I know they're playing in Buffalo. The Bills are frauds. Last week against the Bengals, they're up 14-0 in that game. It was a sloppy game if you actually paid attention and watched into it. The Bengals, they stink. And they came back, and they went up 17-14 in that game. And it was a lot of turnovers. And one thing the Bengals did was put a pressure on Allen, Josh Allen, and the guy would just get worried and just chuck it up there. That's what I was about to say. I think a huge game's coming from the Pat secondary. Not because I think Allen's a decent quarterback, but he's the like, QB like, pressure. It's yeah, the QB that pressure that and he's not on. afraid. He has a gun as an yeah, arm. He's he not does. afraid to throw it out. And if you have pressure on him, he's gonna be like, I'll just throw it. Whatever. That's a pick. And this is the game to show that this is the defense of the year right here is the Patriots. And people are going to say afterwards, well, the Bills stink and they're not good and they're frauds. Well, no, 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 no. This is the Buffalo Bills being 3-0 and at home. That's what you take. it. It's a division matchup. They're going to play you hard. The fans are going to be loud. It's going to be a hard place to play in. And the Patriots are going to shut them up. It's like last year. The Pats were 1-2. and two. 
heading into a home game, though, against Miami. Miami was 3-0. Doesn't matter that the Miami Dolphins, they were 3-0 at that time against your division rival. They were leading the division. And technically, the Bills are number one in the division right now. They're leading the AFC East based on, like, five for six different tiebreakers because of strength of schedule. So just saying, they're going to go in there. It's a big game for the defense. Pats. Pats, baby. No touchdowns allowed. Maybe nine points off of field goals. I'll take the, you got to take the Pats here. You, you're going up. Brady's what? Yeah, 13 you have and three record all time <laughs> against the Bills. Um, what do you th- here? Here's a question for you on this one. I love that. Shout out to Fitzy. I love that he calls it Sex Object Stadium. What do you think? Yeah, the over happens more over under on Bills touchdowns or dildos thrown onto the field. Oh, I love that one. More more dildos than touchdowns. hundred <laughs> percent. I love that. Uh, there's gonna be a point in the game where like. 10 people throw a dildo, like, at the same time. Like, like gonna, a hockey game. Yeah, like a hockey like hat trick. Brady throws three touchdowns in the first quarter, and they all throw the dildos out there on the field. Like, it's a, like a unicorn. I think that there's some Bills fans that are probably, like, coming together right now and just thinking it's going to be funny. Like, if we lived in Buffalo, <laughs> if we lived in Buffalo and we were Bills fans, I would 100% be coordinating that and be handing dildos out in the parking lot and be like, we're all throwing this at the same time. Just because it would just be so Buffalo, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, Brady, Brady it's going to happen. The- <laughs> Brady, Brady will rush in for a touchdown, and then and there'll be like 10 dildos flying at him. <laughs> you, know why, you know why the Bills love dildos? Because they get fucked up the ass every single week. They get fucked up that ass. They love getting it strapped on and take it right up there. Brady does that. Can you believe that Brady is 30-3 and against the Buffalo Bills? Oh, yeah. All-time record. (laughs) Just a title. (laughs) That's how you guys got to get kicked out of the stadium this this week. They're like flying around like this. (laughs) You know, know, like, you know. <laughs> We've lost time. Oh my god! All right, I have a simple brain. Hey, when, when that happens, when that happens, by the way, Stafford edits come back to this and just let it let it know that's gonna happen. We knew what was happening from the get go. Oh my I'm god! Coordinating it, that's why. <laughs> we gotta get in contact with Bill's mafia, make it happen. You know that scene in The Incredibles when Mr. Incredible is running down like that, <laughs> and all the black balls like stick on like, boop, 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 and then like he's eventually suffocated. This vest can fit, can vest can fit a nine nine incher in here, so I can just pull this right out and throw that back. Yes. All right, let's move on to uh, Panthers, Texans. Panthers stink. Texans stink ish. Think Texans stink less. They uh, get a win in Houston. Hot uh, take: Kyle Allen leads this team to another victory. Did you see what he said today? No, what are you He's saying? like, I'm not here for wearing scarves or all this fashion. I'm here to win football games. Like, Woo! Oh, wow! That's, that's a... Ooh, he's there, that's to, he's there to take Cam Newton's job. Hey, if you're a backup quarterback, and he's not, he doesn't have a lot of pressure on him because, hey, if he doesn't, if he sucks, he sucks. Who cares? You're a backup. It's Kyle Allen. There, dude. Yeah, Kyle Allen. I know what I loved was that little, like, meme of that kid. Remember that kid that was, like, doing the Play 60 commercial and saying that, like, he was going to be the backup? Like, oh, that was Kyle <laughs> Allen. Yeah, I, I like, and, and it just shows at the same time, Houston, you're a bunch of frauds. That's what you are. The Panthers go, the Panthers win this game. I got the Texans. They're at home. They're, I, I don't know what they did last week, but um, Texans are at home. They got great defense. J.J. Watt leading the way. Deshaun Watson will figure it out. Get, get uh, uh, Will Fuller with some open looks. Hit uh, Hopkins. Get the fantasy owners happy. Wait, who did, oh, they played the, the Chargers, Chargers last week. Yeah, in L.A., and the Chargers had but they had that game and they just they just fell apart. Speaking Sorry. of charges, they are going down to Miami. Melvin Gordon is back with the team, not playing this weekend though. Uh, him and Austin Eckler could be a scary one-two duo. Not, they're not, I mean, scary for the rest of the league. I mean, the, it's the it's the Patriots, large gap. Rest of the league, larger gap. Miami Dolphins. So, <laughs> I don't I don't expect this to be a close one at all. I am picking the Miami Dolphins in this game. This, they're going to have to win one game this season. There's going to be one game they win, and I think it's going to be this one. And the reason for this, the only reason why, is I just always pick against West Coast teams playing on the East Coast at 1 p.m. That's it. That's, that's, I'm always against it. 
Um, so I say Philip Rivers comes in here. Like Philip Rivers had to play a one o'clock game. I know it was cold against New England and got obliterated that game. I just don't like the Chargers, the jet lag. You're going to Miami. I don't know what the weather's going to be like down there. I'm picking Miami in this game. And don't forget, I, Brian Flores, you know, kind of knows the Chargers a little bit too. Just don't forget that. He just played against them last year in the playoffs. So, and that's when the Chargers are giving it their all. So, just I'm picking Miami this game. I might, I might actually put a bet in and do like a little <laughs> parlay with Oakland, Miami, and Cleveland or something like that. Oh, Twenty man. bucks to win a thousand. I, I trust the Chargers in this situation. They're they're a warm weather team going down to Miami. You don't know you don't know what the weather's going to be like, but I think Miami doesn't. Um, I think the Chargers still cover the spread. I don't know what it is. Miami is just bad. Chargers are good. Simple yeah. as that. Black and white. I don't care about the West Coast stuff. Uh, Bucks go to L.A. Rams, not the Chargers. Uh, Bucks played good last week, and they they lost because Daniel Jones comeback. But Mike Evans found the ball from Jameis. Jameis has no idea how to get any like he can get a minimum. I mean, a maximum of two targets involved throughout the game. Bad quarterback. But when and they the missed Mike a Evans, thirty yard kicking, field goal. Yeah. And then Arians took a, uh, a delay of game to back him up five yards. God. And then Jameis Winston backed up a yard to center it. So that backs him up seven yards. I'm like, that was idiots. awful. Uh, I think the Rams beat this. They didn't really, Rams didn't even look that impressive against Cleveland, though. The Rams are very fraudish this season. Yeah. And I, I don't think they look good. They're going to be 4 0. They're going to win this game. I think they win pretty decent size. It's nine and a half spread. I don't know. I would take that. I have to take it, actually. I was forced to. But um, it was a parlay that I had. So, anyways, uh, I, yeah. I think that, um, you know, the Rams will take this. They're going to go 4 0. People are like, oh, they're undefeated. The Rams are going to go back to the Super Bowl. They're going to fall apart, like, end of the season at some point. Seahawks go to Arizona. Oh, I forgot to ask if you want to talk about Bucks or Rams. I know you're a huge fan of both, so it's hard to pick a side. Oh, so we won't have to make tough, you choose. Tough, tough Seahawks, Cardinals. I'm going with Russell Wilson. Simple as that. Arizona, young team, not that good. NFC West matchup. It's it's tough because I watched that Saints game last week, and they punched yeah, him in the true. mouth, dude. Like, they didn't have Drew Brees. I mean, Kamara, dude, is a beast. Like, Kamara just plowing through them. And, and you know what? I think that... Pete Carroll's lost that team. Like he's just lost that en- entire organization almost, and that still comes off that Super Bowl uh, forty nine. And I know they're still a decent team. They're, you know, they're over there in the playoffs, this and that. But uh, you lose to the Cardinals. And remember that game they played against the Cardinals? It was like six to three was the final score. Yeah, or the tie. Six, way back. Yeah, nine Three-year-old. and nine or whatever it was. Whatever it was. Uh, again, hot take. I'll take the Cardinals in this game. I'm taking the underdogs this week. I'll, t- I'll take the Seahawks in this one. I, th- I feel like when you look at Kyler Murray, he's got a very similar play style to Russell Wilson. I just think Russell Wilson's had the experience. He's miles from where from where Kyler wants to be right now. And I'll just take the experience, take the, the division rival Seahawks beating the Cardinals. And our boy Matt Gordon will be at, in the in the building that game. Yeah, I'll have to get some content from him. Vikings-Bears, NFC North matchup, wild card matchup, assuming that the Packers are going to win this uh, division already. I mean, we're three weeks in. You don't know. But uh, big NFC North matchup in Chicago. I don't know. I just think the Bears defense gets I think it's a low-scoring game. It's either this – is, this is the game that Kirk Cousins um, shows exactly who he is. He beats up mm-hmm. on the terrible teams. You go to a decent team, stinks. Terrible. Court the one Kirk that makes Cousins the fans good, either love him or absolutely hate him for, he's the, not for a that good massive contract. Oh, wait, I got who, Bears. Yeah, I think this is the Bears here. Um, I still don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. I still think he stinks, but that defense is good enough to get a bunch of wins for them this season. And uh, what, what's the Bears' record? Are they 2-1-1? and one? Again, Cousins yeah, stinks. Lost, lost, lost the pack. Cousins stinks against teams over 500. Just the classic stat right there. So I'll go Bears in this game. I'll take the Vikings as as the underdog at, uh, in Chicago. Just just for the sole factor, like I was like I was saying, this this is the game that like you look at Vikings fans, they're gonna love Kirk Cousins for this season, or they're gonna absolutely hate him, and it's gonna be because be because of this game right here. If you win this game, you could talk about wild card, maybe potentially chasing down the Packers in the division. But I think I think the the Vikings do beat the Bears and that stellar defense they got. Jags go to Denver. Four o'clock game. I'm riding the Gardner Minshew train. However, <laughs> he has not faced a defender like Von Miller before. I wonder if we'll get to him early, shake him up a little bit. Uh, other than that, I 
the Jags still have a pretty solid defense. They have they have good defensive players, whether or not their whole team works together. Calais Campbell, good. Miles Jack, good. J.J. Watt, he, he's played against Houston already. So, I mean, he's had a little experience. Did he play that game? Yes, he did. They lost by a point. They went for two. Oh, right, 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 right. So he's had experience a little bit. And Denver stinks, dude. They stink this season. So I, I think that this is, again, Minshew train, dude. Got to run Got to run with it. I'm Have a better record. It knocks me off. Have a better Who, record. Who's the favorite in this game? Uh, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't have the right spread now? right in front of me. Well, I don't care about the, the lines, but I'll definitely take the Denver Broncos winning their first game of the season. I, you, you look at the defense and that ooh, Vaughn Miller uh, and Chubb, they don't have a single sack. They don't have a takeaway this year. And it's it's they're due. They're overdue for a great game. You know Saxonville's back, but I think the, the Broncos defense steps up in this one and Joe Flacco gets his first win out west. John Elway really looked at Joe Flacco this offseason. He goes, yeah, he's going to be my quarterback. That's a great decision. He's elite. De- Denver is minus three, Super Bowl by the way. MVP. Denver minus okay. three. All right, I think, take I'll take chance. Denver as a favorite. Sunday night football, Cowboys versus Teddy Bridgewater in the Saints. Cowboys, uh, real first test of the year. They haven't faced really anybody. Uh, I'm still going to go. I'm going to go Cowboys, actually. I, I'm pretty high on them this year. Is it a test, though? Because the Saints don't have Drew Brees. It's not really a test. The Cowboys are in a lose-lose situation. Because if they win the game, they're going to get shit on and say, well, you beat a team without Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. If they lose the game, (laughs) they're going to say, you lost to a team without Drew Brees. So they're in a no-win situation. But, you know, Cowboys minus two and a half. I I like them. I think they're going to steamroll this game, take it. I I think the Saints will protect their home turf. I think that in like special environment down in the Superdome is just something to be reckoned with. You see teams like as special as the LA Rams going down there with those big offenses that just get shut down. And if it they, and they would be in the Super Bowl if it weren't for one missed call. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to get tested. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the saints will pull it out in the end. The saints win this game. If they do, and you got to give them credit because they did go to Seattle, won that game without breeze. You win this game against the Cowboys at home. You are going mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl because when they get drew breeze back there and breeze will be fine. Even if he's playing 50 or 75% of who he is, that team's going to the Super Bowl. That shows that they can overcome adversity two straight games like that. Yeah. You look at, you look at the drew breeze injury. It's, I think it's a, in the long haul, it's a good thing for the New Orleans Saints going forward. You got this, like the Tom Brady suspension years ago. You got him resting for three, six weeks, and, and he's going to come back better than ever. He's going to be ready to go. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder again, and he's going to be ready to carry that team into the NFC Championship. And it gives and it gives Bridgewater and Hill like a little bit more exposure yep. for the season. That if Breeze comes in, he doesn't have to play a full game. You can trust that you can put somebody in there. Sean Payton. Sean Payton's always fixing little things and doing little things like that. So he might take Breeze out for a couple plays. So it's very interesting. I, I'm I'm low-key rooting for the Saints. Like, I just think the Cowboys will win because they're just a better overall team all around. But, hey, I'm telling you right now, the Saints win that game. They're going to the Super Bowl. And the Sunday night football matchup that everybody has been waiting for. Monday night football matchup that everybody has been waiting for. The what QB battle game. that they were going to be talking about for ages. We got Mason Rudolph of the Pittsburgh Steelers versus Andy Dalton of the Cincinnati Bengals, and which could be the worst recorded Monday Night Football game in the sports history. I hope this game ends in a tie. Like, I, I, don't even I, care. I literally was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't hope even this game care. just doesn't that happen. That's going to be my pick. They're going to have a tie. That's it. <laughs> that's it. No one wins. No one loses. And you know who loses? The fans lose. because yeah. Everybody loses. Ratings when those two teams loses. ESPN loses because it's the ratings. And you never know. It could end up being a fun shootout game, which is going back and forth. And if you have fantasy players, which probably no one really does, except for maybe James Conner, uh, maybe Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, John Ross and Tyler Boyd, Nixon. But those are the only things you're really rooting for is just an offensive shootout for your fantasy team if you're down and out. That team stinks. You think it's going to be an offensive shootout with Andy Dalton and Mason no, Rudolph? And I, you know what's Oof. funny is I, I looked up tickets to that game, and you can get in there for like 15 bucks right now. <laughs> they pay you to show up. That's how terrible it is. And you know what? I want the Steelers to lose. I'm picking the Bengals. I want the Bengals to go in there and get their win because I want the Steelers to go 0-4 to start the season. Screw the Steelers and screw the city of Pittsburgh. I just want to have the best record on this show, so I'm going to take the Steelers to win this game by a touchdown. See that offense kind of take off with Mason Rudolph. Oh, we should have done that. We should have. All right, we got to. Someone has to go back and uh, check our check our picks, and then every week we'll do an update. I'll do that. Yeah, for edits. What do we? I'm about to take over one week alone. He he edits. I'll do that part. All right, 
uh, Sox season, we're going to kind of go through this one quick because there's not really a lot of good things to talk about. The Red Sox, we have a good amount of DMs that I kind of want to get to some good questions. So, Sox, done. Brandon, what are your thoughts? Oh, man, what a, if you just look at it, what a disappointing season. Uh, Davey O'Brien, the Nesson broadcaster, was talking about it last night about how you like we're not surprised if like fans aren't tuning in to watch the end of the season games, but like it's you're married to the game. I love this game of baseball. I love this Red Sox team. I think you guys would argue the same thing for it. And there's a lot of upside to this team. Yes, we won the World Series last year. Yes, the season sucked because we we're not even going back to playoffs again. Um, you look at all the things that suck about this season, and they just stand out above some of the positives. But you can't let like the like the negative things totally weigh down the positive side of this team. You look at the future going forward for this Red Sox team, it's going to be very, very special. Um, like the like what I was saying about Davey O'Brien talking about the future of this team, you look at guys yeah, like Xander good. Bogarts, um, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, Christian Vasquez, uh, Michael Chavis, Andrew Benintendi, pitchers like Eduardo Rodriguez. These guys are going to be carrying this team for for the future. You look, there's a lot of question marks going into this offseason with not having a president, not having a general manager, um, and about the free agency departures from Mookie Betts to Brock Holt to to um, who, who else? JBJ. Yeah. JBJ's could could be on his way out. Um, JBJ is doing the end of this season perfect. Yeah. This season is over. Now he's like, oh, I can hit a baseball easy. This is the easiest mm-hmm. thing in my life. And then. A lot, of, a lot of free agent potentials, especially in the starting rotation. You look at guys that are on contract for a um, few more years, like David Price and Chris Hill, and if like the new management that comes in, it's going to be a, one of the most interesting off seasons in a long time for the Red Sox because we have a lot of players built, like in ready playing already for the future. But you also have a lot of key guys that could be worth a lot of tr- like in trade value, but also untradeables like David Price and that heavy contract. They, they they need to sign Mookie Betts, dude. Give him mm-hmm. the money. Back up that Brinks truck because he played consistent throughout the entire yeah. year, and he gives the fans hope for the future. Would you rather have Mookie or J.D.? Yeah, that's the problem with the situation is the J.D. Martinez contract. He has the ability to opt in or out. If he says yes to, to this contract um, and that he signed uh, two seasons ago— uh, in spring training, it's going to close the door on the Mookie Betts era in Boston. Like Mookie's not even going to get a chance to resign in Boston because of how expensive that contract is for next season. Um, yeah. I would much rather have JD um, opt out to that contract and hopefully rework a deal somewhere else or hopefully in Boston. But look, anyone could be a DH. Yeah. Nobody can be Mookie Betts. You can have Betts You can have defense. any yeah. big guy. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. JD Martinez very good at what yeah. he does. Subs- like very good baseball player. But Mookie like Betts said, plays defense, too. Like you said, if they can talk him out, restructure a contract, want to mm-hmm. keep him here a little bit long-term, hey, we need Mookie, though, at the same time. Let's keep the band together. They just couldn't get – they couldn't have consistency this year. That's just yeah. – like it's the Sox. They have the talent. It's there. Just a uh, World Series hangover. I mean, this happened the last right. couple of times. They won a World Series, and they just don't even they, – they suck the next year. They still have the talent to be there and be competitive next year. It's just not their year. Yes. I do want to so, give a sh- shout-out real quick that has nothing to do with Red Sox. But I laugh out loud at Bryce Harper. Guy leaves the Nationals, mm-hmm. and the Nationals end up making the playoffs, correct? And the Phillies yes. didn't even make it this year. So it just and goes they clinched last night. Yeah, they just <laughs> clinched it. I just I don't watch baseball that much. I get my pink hat on, but uh, I saw that and I just laughed in my mind of like, you guys spent all this money for Bryce Harper. He left them high and dry. If you're a Nationals fan and you stuck that out all season after Harper left, yep. congratulations to you. You deserve it, and I'm rooting for you guys to win the World Series. And another problem with the, the contract negotiations are I, I've never really looked into the, the, the money thing before this whole situation arose with the JD versus Mookie debate. Um, Mookie Betts is likely going to be on the market for th- over $300 million. And you look at the guys, uh, four notable players who signed these mega deals in the offseason. You look at Mike Trout, you look uh, Nolan Arenado, uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. All those guys are sitting at home on the couch watching playoffs this year, and including Mookie Betts, if you want to include him in that category of these guys that are worth well over three hundred million dollars. So if you if if these guys are signing for that amount of money, it's likely going to mean that the team can't spend elsewhere on players, and that's a problem for for um, a, a team game. Really, you can't win with just one guy. You look at Mike Trout, the best player in the league, uh, not being able to get his team into the playoffs, considering that he is probably the greatest player we'll, we we will see in our generation. Let's go to a lighter note. The Sox stunk this year. I take blame for that. I watched the most Red Sox baseball ever watched in my life. I just got to go back to watching here and there. Yeah. DMs. We got a good amount of DMs. D. Raj, nineteen ninety one. What rookie for the Celtics makes it immediate impact this year? And then also who steps in bu- who steps up in Buffalo? All right. 
<laughs> uh, I watch the NBA all the time. Personally, people are sleeping on Romeo Langford. They're saying Taco Fall, uh, Grant Williams, all these people because they're just making all this noise in the media. Carson Edwards. Romeo Langford is six foot six with a, like a six foot eleven wingspan as a guard. He's going to be playing unreal defense. I remember uh, Indiana came to Penn State and I for a basketball game. That was one of the only games I went to because I'm like Celtics might get Romeo Langford. Be pretty cool if I could see him. He dropped like 32 points on Penn State and I was two rows up. I'm like he's going to be a Celtic. So he is. I think Langford's going to be a stud. And has in terms of who steps up for Buffalo, uh, one of them Lacordes. I don't care. <laughs> I'll take Carson Edwards any day in that um, that step up for the Celtics. As a, All probably, he's got to be is Eddie House, dude. Just hit some jump shots. <laughs> Honestly, in the in the backup point guard role, who knows? In the fu- near future, he may be may take over like a, a starting role, have significant playing time, the same way Marcus Smart has over the years. Uh, but just look look at what this guy did in the in in the tournament last year in March Madness against the national champions in Virginia. The guy hit ten three pointers in that game in like high stress, high situation overtime game. That guy has cold, his ice cold blood in his veins. Brad Stevens loves the three pointer, man. Mm-hmm. They live and die by the three, and that's what's going to end up happening this year. Carson yeah. Edwards as well, too. We're going to win and by twenty or lose by twenty every game. Exactly. Who cares? <laughs> just go, just shoot, shoot or die, baby. And then uh, in terms of Buffalo stepping up this this week, uh, I'm going to say Jacob Johnson. You're stepping in for Devlin, and it's just one of those things where it's going to be not anything on a stat sheet. It's just. I would like to see Sony Michelle have a good game, and it's because of the blocking of Jacob Johnson. 20 insta underscore gram 22. Do you think that the Pats did the right thing trading away Demarius Thomas? Look, hindsight's 2020. It was the right move at the time. I don't really regret it. We had AB for a week. I thought he was going to be on the team longer. Other than that, who cares? Um, yeah, unless you guys have anything else to say. Nope. The underscore OG, the underscore Oso. How do New England native fans feel about fans from other areas liking the team? So, like, do from Pennsylvania liking the Pats, do from California liking the Pats. I don't really care. Yeah, some it's, people. It's weird. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's just you know, some people uproot their families from New England and they travel across the states and or wherever around the world. Yeah, and they, if that's the case, that's good. And, and you get kids are born and they're born into that because, hey, their parents like that. And sometimes kids are born and they like something different. That is what it is. I mean, there's always going to be bandwagoners no matter what. I mean, like me, I love LeBron James. I'm a bandwagoner. Oh, like, that's going to be that's <laughs> gonna be a topic, dude. We're going to bring that up later. As soon as NBA season comes on, I will do an, an entire 60 I, minutes. I, su- I support LeBron. LeBron. I'm, I'm no, Celtics like, first, like- LeBron second, dude. I, I support a generational talent just like people support Steph Curry and in the, in the Warriors. It's just like some people support Tom Brady because because damn, that guy's just too good. Yeah, but I don't no, go to every Cavs game. I hate him after all the. Uh, I went I, out <laughs> the NBA Finals and watched the watch yeah, the uh, Cavs play, dude. Like, and I saw him win. You know, the one win of that series. I like LeBron. I wear LeBrons, dude. All right, uh, we're gonna have to do Bruins oh. Warriors ones quick. Oh my yeah, bad, I'll, you can go. I'll, yeah, I'll still answer that question. Like, even speaking as like an uprooted native, oh, yeah, like, you're in, in Connecticut, uh, Massachusetts, and I'm in Arizona now. Um, it is interesting. Like, I'll talk to oh, if someone's in a socks hat. You got to talk to him. Someone's in a Pats gear. You got to talk to him. Like, hey, are you you from like New England area? And they're like. No, I'm here. I'm from like Las Vegas or something. It's kind of weird. Like there's nowhere that conversation can go once you figure out like they have no real ties to the New England area. Well, sometimes uh, yeah. it's sometimes it's like this. Uh, I met a couple. Oh, why'd you guys like? And they're from Vegas. Actually, was a good point. And like, why'd you like them? Well, in 2001, you know, we really got into the, you know, we really got into football, and it was the Rams and the Pats, and I rooted for the Pats because they were the underdogs, and they won, so I stuck with the team. There's oh, there's there's plenty of stories out there oh, yeah. that. You know, oh, I rooted for them in 07. They lost, but I stuck with them because I got the Pats are the greatest, and I stayed with them. It's just it's just things like that. Yeah. You know? Bruins Warrior, uh, do you guys oh, know yeah. three Bruins players? Yeah. Do I know three yeah. Bruins right. players? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Zidane This is the question. <laughs> what are the three best players from each Boston sport? If you want to start with oh. Bruins, I don't really know the Bruins all too well, so I'll pass. I'll take Charlie McAvoy, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand. Sure, I agree. Ditto. (laughs) I would say the same same thing what he said. So Patrice, I'd say Brad, but I'd say Tuca. You got to give Tuca Tuca chokes, but you got to give Tuca the credit. He played really good last year, too. Uh, On the Celtics, you got to go Kemba, Tatum, Brown. I'll say say Tatum – Kemba and um, Gordon. I think Gordon's going to have a great year this year. I'm going to say Tatum. I'm going to say Gordon. 
And I'm going to say Brown. I'm not putting Kemba in a conversation yet. He hasn't played yet for the Celtics. Real South quick East. about Jalen Brown. Real quick oh, about Jalen Brown. Yeah. You see his, his haircut? haircut. <laughs> he buzzed himself. His haircut, man. Oh. His haircut. We have to, like, he is my favorite player. I'll be, hold on one second. He, he, looked, he, like looked, a, he looked like a 25-year-old Marcus Morris. He looks super old with that haircut. It looks yeah. absolutely ridiculous on him, but there it is. He just, there it is. He's got, he got, the, the he's brown got his brown jersey. That's what he... I will always respect my future president of the United States, Jalen Brown. <laughs> he is the smartest human being on this planet until he went to that barber shop. Oh, yeah. That was a yeah. terrible, terrible decision. And then he asked for 5170. He asked for 5170 after getting his haircut. I'm like, dude, we're going to have to trade you now. You can't be asking $170. Take, like the, take the one off there, and he's a Celtic for life. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I love Jalen Brown point is uh so i'm gonna have him and then pat's uh brady edelman gordon uh-huh brady gonna, edelman gilmore gilmore yeah exactly. this and then socks we got bets bogarts devers I'll, I'll 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 throw a curveball in that one same same <laughs> guy that uh throws the curveball I'll say brandon workman as one of my top three players on the red Sox, and then devers and then bogarts right. um <laughs> Ethan Miller, 16. Oh, this is kind of nice. Not a question, but I want to say I've watched Boston's Big Three since the first episode and love it. want to say it's one of the highlights of my week. Keep up the great work, guys. Thanks, Ethan Miller, 16. He's uh, one of our 10 viewers. He has a great, <laughs> great last name. Uh, <laughs> good question from Loge5Legend. Thoughts on how Ben Watson returning week five will impact the offense. I think he's going to be used as an offensive lineman mostly. Yeah. No one talks about Ben Watson coming back, which is great. You know, no one talks about the impact he has. Yes, offensive lineman, but your defense, you still got to play honest on him. You don't know if he's going to go out and run a route and then, you know, whatever he ends up doing. Ben Watson's going to catch five touchdowns this season. He's going to have a couple, he's going to have a couple good games in there. Just another, another weapon for Tom Brady. Um, and I cannot wait to have him back. And no one talks about him, and he's going to be completely yeah. healthy, 100% after taking his steroids and <laughs> took his four-game suspension, and I can't wait to have him. Yeah, the networks won't talk about it. He's going to be a big part in bringing that O-line back to, to protecting Brady, and especially in passing game, too. It's going to be slept on, but it's going to be one of the most important like reacquisitions of the season. Beating a dead horse is, does Gronk still come back? Now that Antonio, <laughs> Brown's, con- Antonio Brown's contract freed up some money, and things are going to change. Does Gronk still come back? Do they still go to him, you know, week 13, say, hey, we would love to have you back. We need you on that O-line. Just saying. Two questions from Dito, our guy. The only Dito. Give him a follow. Uh, actually, we talked exactly about this hypothetical. The IR win, Devlin or Harry, you can only bring two back. Uh, I think we all kind of agreed Harry's going to take the seat. But he also asked, do the Patriots bring in another wide receiver or stay with the same core? Is Crabtree still out there? He's the only one I we're really not, go after. They, they ain't bringing in crap. I don't think he is, but if we do, we should go after one guy. And I <laughs> they think brought, it should be they, they brought Ryan Grant. Actually, no, I go back on that. You can't get your chain snatched twice. Like, I don't want that on me. <laughs> they brought Ryan Grant in. They, they're always going to bring guys in just to work them, work them out, see what they have. They're always ready for that. They're not going to bring another receiver in this season. Uh, perhaps the, my favorite question we've ever gotten asked from JR's burner. It just says JR with a question mark. I am a. J.R. Smith stan from throwing soup at his coach because he didn't play <laughs> to just dunking on literally everyone who was in Denver playing stoned out of his mind with Carmelo Anthony AI Kenyon oh. Martin shooting pool at halftime the OG Every, Denver Thuggets experience minus him pushing Al Horford in the back on the alley but he's in Philly now so maybe he's back on my side that's I'm a about, huge Smith fan. That's my only knock about Jr. is the push against Al Horford, yeah, but yeah. I have no feelings towards Al Horford anymore. So I could I could be pro Jr. very very soon if he find himself back in the league. Jr. Smith is just a walking meme. Uh, D. Demolzovic, 2016. Oh, I definitely butchered that. Is the 2019 Pats defense better than the 2000 Ravens defense, dude? I was two. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think that we can't compare them to the Ravens defense right now. I mean, they were really good, but compare them to the Patriots defense of 04, 05, they're better than them right now. Right now, though, we got to wait and see. Long season. We'll talk. We'll talk when they have that tough stretch of games between you know Philly and Houston mm-hmm. and Kansas City and, and yeah. And that, that 2000 Ravens team played 16 games. We've played four. 
Yeah. Three. You haven't played four <laughs> they yet. Played, they played 19 games. They won Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Last question. Drew.Canes. Replace Kyrie with prime IT. How far were the Celtics have gone last year? All right. I've had a lot of takes about this. Ooh. I I liked IT. Never once said I hated IT. Everyone thinks I hated him. I just knew you can't win anything with IT. So I think that the Celtics don't go as far. Uh, you don't know Isaiah Thomas. You know what that gets you? It gets you swept by the Cavs. Prime he didn't IT. play that series. Oh, good prime point. IT, dude. And no, you know, he played, he di- played game one. Here is the difference between Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving. Team player, yeah, 100%. Isaiah's got heart. And, and he heart, wants to be there. Heart. Heart, and he loves the fans and accepts it, and he knows mm-hmm. his role. He knows his role. He'll go out there and lead that team to victory. I would take Isaiah heart Thomas. Heart over height. Isaiah Thomas all the way. And they, I think they have a chance to make I think they have a chance to make the finals and yep. maybe win a game or two. They won't win it. but for a stone-cold fact, Isaiah Thomas is not helping them beat Giannis. Isaiah Thomas is not helping them beat Kawhi if, Leonard. If he plays healthy through that entire year where he did – end up getting injured and traded in that offseason, I think they they have a chance to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in a seven-game series. Yeah, but Isaiah Thomas isn't beating Philly either. Every single time we faced Philly, Kyrie went off. And you can say whatever you want about Kyrie Irving. He was he was not a good fit I'm for going, the Celtics. I'm going no back matter. to the 2016 team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But last year he's talking about, you take prime IT on that team last year instead of Kyrie, yeah. they're still doing the same thing, and they might even lose round one. Who who do we face round one? It was uh, yeah, no. Indiana, okay, yeah, you beat Indiana. Indiana stinks. <laughs> and Oladipo was hurt. But you're not beating Philly. You're not beating Toronto. You're not well, beating difference Mar- because if that happened last year and Kyrie never came, LeBron might have stayed in Cleveland. I don't know. Like, you don't, that's, uh, that would change yeah, everything. That's it like, changes everything. That's we'll like if you go IT. back in time, you pluck one thing of grass out of the ground and the whole universe is changed. <laughs> like, oh. You know anything about me? I'm pro-IT all the way. All the way. we got to start a GoFundMe to get that guy his $200 million. Yeah, buddy. And then I'll keep it. <laughs> All right. That wraps up episode 14 of Boston's Big Three. Maybe GRD will come back next week. Who knows? I mean, when GRD does, does come back, it literally sounds like he's speaking through like a garbage disposal. And when he's on here anyways, he doesn't even do that much. Brendan's way better to have on yeah, he here. Yells at me. Yeah. <laughs> he just yells at you. Typical Tyler. Oh, oh, let's wrap this up. Oh. Yeah, he begs to Thinking stop. Thinking Kyrie's better than Prime IT <laughs> for the Celtics. All right, any final thoughts before we dip? Patriots are going to be a 4-0. Got to come back with a victory. I'll survive. And I might go through a table this weekend. I yeah. want to go through a table this weekend. You got to go through a table. I need That's my initiation. Yeah. Takes the over in any bet for the Bills-Patriots game. Damn it, the over. All right, we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Ethan Miller 16. See you next week too, pal.